0: Elements is created on the traditional lands of the Wajak Noongar people. We would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. So, you know that water that we usually just flush down the toilet or wash down the sink? What if I told you that we're drinking that water? Would that make you feel a bit sick? Or would that make you go... Hi everyone this is Elements where we investigate how the people of Western Australia and our environment is shaped by the natural elements. My name is Crystal Moore and in this season we're going to be talking all about water. Today I'm going to be following on from last week's episode on the future of drinking water. You may have remembered my chat with Water Minister Dave Kelly in the last episode. I asked him what he thought was the future of drinking water in the next 50 to 100 years to come, and he said... Well, I think there's two things that will feature prominently. One is I think desalination is only going to grow. The other uh, source of water will be recycled water. Last week I talked a lot about the future of desalination but I wanted to do a little bit more digging to find out about this thing called recycled wastewater. According to the Water Corporation in WA, recycling water has become increasingly vital in helping WA become more climate resilient. Because of climate change, rainfall has decreased dramatically over the years and now as we start to think about the future of drinking water, we have to find new ways that allow us to be less dependent on rain for our water. Luckily, the Water Corp are using water recycling to help counteract the decrease in rainfall. So... What is recycled wastewater, you may ask? Water recycling is the process where treated wastewater is further treated so it's fit for purpose. It can then be used for a range of purposes, but what I'm interested in is how we use recycled water for drinking purposes. So how are we using recycled wastewater for drinking and how are we ensuring that it's safe to drink? Well, while I was doing my research, I stumbled upon a term called groundwater
1: replenishment. What is groundwater replenishment? They take the treated wastewater and then they further treat it in a very, very sophisticated process to remove everything from the water. And as I said before, it becomes even more Even cleaner than drinking water is very, very high standards of cleaning. And that is injected back into the aquifer, that's what they call the, the replenishment, yeah.
0: That was Fabiana Teslia, who has worked in the waste recovery sector for over two decades. To put it simply, what she said, groundwater replenishment is the treatment of wastewater whereby the water that's been thrown out or disposed of from households and businesses is purified beyond drinking water standards and then put back into the groundwater supplies so basically that means that the water that we just pour down the sink flush down the toilet and wash off when we're taking a shower is what we call waste water that wastewater is then treated to a point where it's beyond drinking water standards and then it's put back into the ground to make groundwater And as we all know, we have been using groundwater as a water source for many years now. We're basically recycling the water that we would define as a waste and reusing it for drinking purposes. How neat. Talk about what goes around comes around. Remember last week when I asked you if you would drink sewage water? What was your answer? Whether you answered yes or no, we're actually already drinking it. In WA, 4% of our total drinking water supply is made up of groundwater replenishment. So that means we're already drinking sewage water. 99.97% of wastewater is sourced from showers, baths, and washing machines. Let's see what the public think about drinking sewage water. Would you drink sewage water? No, I
2: wouldn't. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> If it's filtered, yes, like, properly, but if it's not, then no way. If it's been treated properly, yeah. Absolutely. As long as it's treated, yes, I would, definitely.
0: Yes. I assume it would not kill me (laughs) if you're forcing me to drink it. As in you have the trust in the people giving it to you? Yes, the world is running out of water. We need to find alternative sources that are gonna be sustainable. Um, And one of the best ones is recycling our sewage. So you can see I got some pretty controversial answers. Lots of people have mentioned that if the sewage water was filtered, then they would drink it. But we have a few that said straight up no. I want to know how we in WA are making our wastewater drinkable and what that means for our human health in the long run. Firstly, let's start by understanding how groundwater replenishment comes about. How is it made and how is it stored? Firstly, I talked with Ella Meekan, who is an environmental engineer and is currently doing her PhD on groundwater monitoring in mining. I was interested in understanding a bit more about groundwater, where it comes from and how that then becomes the water that we drink. So firstly, what is groundwater? Yeah, so essentially groundwater is any surface water that has come into groundwater contacts. So Water that fills spaces and accumulates in cracks and pores beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. That's essentially the definition. In your research proposal, you mentioned this word called aquifer. Is that am I saying it right? Aquifer. Aquifer. Yeah.
2: Right. What, yeah. 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 So,
0: what is an aquifer or a groundwater aquifer?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Groundwater as you can imagine is like very very like big sort of complex it's like all beneath our feet so um, you've got your aquifer which as I said before like anything in groundwater is like
1: any sort of water filling
0: with the pores or within the rocks or substances within the ground surface so yeah you've got two different types of aquifers you've got your confined and unconfined So to paint a picture of what these underground aquifers look like, I want you to picture a large empty glass jar. Now picture filling that glass jar up with golf ball sized rocks to a third of the way up. Okay, now fill the second third up with pea sized rocks and then fill the last third up with sand. Now fill the glass jar up with water and watch the water seep through the jar. What would you see? Since water is made up of smaller particles, water would seep through the sand and rocks and fill into the empty spaces. This is what happens underneath the ground beneath our feet. When it rains or when snow or icebergs melt, water seeps through the body of rocks, soil and sand, which we would call our unconfined aquifers. What happens is that the downward movement of water through the rocks and soil naturally filters the water and removes any of the harmful particles which accumulate on the surface. But water doesn't just endlessly move downwards, that's where the confined aquifers comes in, aka our glass jar. Our glass jar is the case in which the water is stored. After water is stored in the underground aquifers, water can then move slowly between and within the empty spaces and is eventually discharged into springs, seeps into streams, or withdrawn from wells. That's how we get our drinkable groundwater. They are stored and naturally filtered by our underground aquifers. But we don't just drink water from the ground. Before we get it into our taps, it gets further treated to make sure that there's no contaminations so that it's clean enough for us to drink. But then this leads me on to my next question. So if groundwater is so reliant on rainfall, what happens in the future when rainfall significantly decreases even further? Well, luckily the Water Corp have already done the hard work and thought about it before I have. That's where groundwater replenishment comes in. Groundwater replenishment or groundwater recharging is an important process for the future of our drinking water. Since there has become a large decrease in rainfall, our groundwater supplies have been depleting with it. But the Water Corp have been using the groundwater replenishment scheme since 2014 to help counteract the depleting groundwater resource. The groundwater replenishment scheme is designed to treat recycled wastewater to achieve drinking water quality and then that water is then injected into the underground aquifers for later abstraction for drinking water uses. That means that the sewage water from households and businesses are treated once and then twice and then it's injected into the ground to be stored for later use. But before we jump into groundwater replenishment as the new gold standard as a source of drinking water, I'm interested to know if it's even safe to do so. What are the health implications of drinking recycled water over time? Is there a difference in water? Let's hear what Fabiana has to say about it. So do you think like in the next 50 to 100 years or more, do you think we'll have to be using that kind of groundwater replenishment
1: to sustain our drinking water we don't really need to do that uh, but it might be part of the strategy of water crop to do that as a, a company strategy yeah. so what would you say is a need
0: to do in the next 50 years mm-hmm. so
1: oh okay uh, number one to me is to use water wisely so nobody should be watering the gardens with potable water with desalinated potable water which is very high quality water uh, and also talk about water consumption as well so we need we have still a long way to go in terms of using less water every day even now you 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 drive around the suburbs in a rainy day people have the sprinklers on with desalinated water right so the the, the number one thing we need to do is to manage how we use water use it wisely don't waste good water into uh lower applications, for example if you can, w- when you open your shower and the water is not yet hot put a bucket there and then use that water to irrigate the plants, you know, don't let that water go away uh, and there is so many little things you could do on a daily basis to, to never need to drink uh, recycled wastewater. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting because for me, I thought that coming into this conversation mm. I actually thought if we are to move into the more future of drinking water, I thought that we would have to, you know, start reusing the water that we are just getting rid of. But it sounds like to um, to me you're kind of saying we don't need to do that. So the options are, one, to reduce the amount of water or really be smarter
1: about our water use. And what else? Okay, and um, we still have sources of water like the rain and the dams and the groundwater and the desalination plants. So all of these sources of water, they, they can provide you with pure water that are not recycled. So you just prevent the eventual risk that something can go through the system you know, in my opinion.
0: As Fabiana was saying, we have other sources of drinkable water like rainfall, dam water, and groundwater. But these sources of drinkable water are all very much reliant on rainfall. From my research into the future of drinking water, I looked at the statistics through the Water Corp and I learned that since the 70s, Perth is seen as 20% decrease in rainfall and by 2030, we will see another 15% decrease. So what would happen in the next 50 to 100 years when we do
1: have to rely on other sources to sustain us with drinkable water? Definitely, we are seeing the climate changing uh, and that's natural that's happening and there is nothing we can do about that but you see at the same time for example if you go to the southwest in the Bunbury area and Margaret River area the the problem there is that they're having too much rain in winter but they're not being able to capture all that rain you know so they end up that rain ends up flowing to the ocean you know so it's really how you manage the resources you have on the right time and how you use it and uh, of course, we have to migrate a lot away from dams. Uh, and I would say probably in 20 years, we are not going to be using dams anymore for water supply. And uh, you probably heard that Water Corp is now starting the new desalination plant. So we are at the moment, 50% of our water come from desalination. I think with the new plant, we're going to move to like 75%. And then slowly, slowly, a little bit of groundwater. I would say we get 80% from the sow and maybe 20 from groundwater and, and a little bit more from recycling water. So the, the matrix is going to start moving towards desalination a lot more, I think. And that's a reality in many places already. That's 100% desalination.
0: Right. So because we were talking about how you travelled a lot and work with a lot of water in many different countries, mm-hmm. is water the same in all countries? No. <laughs> very it's very different. Very different. Yeah. What is unique about perth
1: well i think we, our reserves are drying up so that's we have a, a finite amount of water in our aquifers it's a very good quality water it's not for example if you go to europe the water is pretty much contaminated with pesticides with fertilizers Everywhere, here we have still very pristine water, very good quality, but the, the the volumes are not so so large, right? And and also unique, another unique thing of WA is, we have the concentration of population in a very small area that everybody lives in Perth, and then you have very dispersed ar- around the rest of the state. So it also puts a lot of pressure on this local system here. If we had the population a little bit more spread, that would be other sources of water for people to take from, right? So I think that's unique, the density, the profile of density, and also the the limited aquifer availability that we have, yeah.
0: Like we were talking about before, Mm -hmm. Water Corp has plans to use groundwater replenishment as a source of drinking water for residential people. How would that be more expensive? Would water be more expensive than if we just used it from the dams?
1: It's oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. The water is going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah.
0: And even and even if we use water from desalination, that's going to be increasing our price of water as well? It will, yeah. It that's will? for sure, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So, you know, the countries that rely on, you know, they don't have the... St- same source of clean drinking groundwater as we do and those who are reliant on desalination and groundwater replenishment as water sources do they have really expensive
1: water coming into their taps yeah if you compare to the price of water in let's say in dubai that's 100 percent desalinated and in singapore for example is that we pay about half at the moment and we are going to move into closer to what they pay. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's why you need to use less water. Yeah, so exactly, you less be water. Be wiser on how you use water. Mm. Yeah, that's very
0: fair enough. We don't want it to go up like petrol prices has gone up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. When you said, you know, we don't have a need to do this, is it because you are conscious about the health of people Or is it more sustainability of the environment? What is that reason?
1: To me, it's more related to the risks of some failure in the plant resulting to contamination of the people, especially when they talk about direct potable reuse. And some things can be very dangerous in very low concentrations, but they, they hurt you in long term. So let's say if anything about medicines or hormones or cancer medicine that come from a hospital, wastewater, ends up in the drinking water supply, and you start drinking that every day, every day, over 20 years, we don't know the effect of these things. And, um, and in my opinion, and that's not the consensus in the industry, we are not ready yet to guarantee that that's not going to happen. There is always a slight chance that that can happen. You know.
0: Yikes, that makes me kind of nervous because we know it's happening and we are drinking it and will be drinking it. So, as it seems, Fabiana believes that dam water, desalinated and groundwater are the better drinking water sources than recycling our wastewater. But why is this? Aren't we filtering it to a point where it's been highly treated where all contaminants are taken out? How does recycling wastewater make it the more inferior of our water sources?
1: Well, there is an element in water that we can never analyze in a chemical laboratory, which is the structure of water. It is how the molecules are arranged geometrically inside the water. If you have water in nature, in natural environment, they are very harmonic. They're like a crystal, you know, They, they form beautifully, very symmetrically. And that's important because If the water is not structured like that, it's very corrosive, you know. Uh, When you treat and you pass through many filters and pressure pumps and uh, membranes and all this, it's very aggressive to the water structure. So that harmony doesn't happen in treated water, um, which is unnatural. So it it feels a lot harsher in, in long term for stomach, for health, or for even... Applications like rusting, if if you uh, pipes and all these things, you know. So there is an element there that's you can uh, never measure of the water being natural and being from a natural environment that is much better, much better for for human consumption for sure.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. this is like blowing my mind yeah, right now. Yeah. How much of wastewater or recycled water is water?
1: Oh, it's a lot. Uh, it's ninety-nine nine 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 percent is water. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So when you are treating it, aren't we just treating Uh, 0.0000001%? Is that not only a small amount that it would not then affect the whole water compound?
1: But as I mentioned before, if you drink zero zero one percent every day for 20 years, that's the problem.
0: Would it be sustainable to use 100% of our drinking water from desalination? Or is it, will we need to have a different avenue to get water into residential drinking water?
1: Talking about Perth specifically, um, I would say it's easier to desalinate water than treat wastewater to a point that you can drink it. The number of steps you need for recycling wastewater are higher, and the controls you need in terms of safety and health are more strict than using seawater. What could be a limiting factor is the ability for disposing of the reject when you desalinate water uh, into the ocean. But when you go to the coast and you see how wide is the ocean there and how far it goes, um, I don't see see that as a limitation really um, in long term. But I'm totally in favor of recycling treated wastewater for other applications. All the parks, irrigation, dust suppression in construction, creating a non-potable network, that's um, 100% in favor because that will reduce the consumption of potable water instead of using potable for dust suppression for gardens and all these kind of applications, car washing, for example. We could be using a non-potable treated wastewater for that instead of for drinking, you know.
0: Mm. Okay, so what I'm understanding from this is that in the future, what we see for Perth's drinking water in particular is that we will be moving more towards desalination as a main water source. And in terms of, you know, being worried that it's a limitation it won't be a limitation instead we will use the recycled water that um, as things to irrigate you know your parks and mm-hmm. you know all that other stuff that is the future of well,
1: that, that that's my aspiration for the future but it's not really the direction that things are going the, the water corp has a strategy to have more groundwater replenishment across all the treatment plants mm-hmm. and that's okay that's a business decision on providing potable water for everybody for every use which to me is not the most sustainable outcome it might be more financially attractive for water corp to do that than having different waters you know so just every all the water is drinking water but then that's a business uh, decision so it's not the thing i would advise myself
0: So you can see there's lots of opposing opinions around whether or not we should be drinking recycled wastewater you can see that rather than using recycled wastewater to supply us with drinking water fabiana believes that we should be using groundwater replenishment for irrigating parks gardens dust suppression and other uses other than drinking though she doesn't believe we should be using it for drinking she does believe there's value to recycling wastewater like she said earlier waste water isn't actually a waste in her eyes. That waste water becomes a valuable resource for household and industry uses, but can also generate money which fits into our circular economy.
2: We like to think about the future in a circular economy and what that means is how we can really maximise efficiency and being able to recover nutrients or any sort of value from waste resources is really where society needs to be able to go in maximising the efficiency of the products that we want to use.
0: That was Bede Meakin, who is a research fellow at the University of Western Australia who specialises in projects around nutrient recovery from human-derived resources.
2: We don't call them sewage, we call them resources because they have a certain amount of value.
0: Although there's still lots of opposing opinions around drinking recycled water, many are supporting the use of recycling wastewater for a circular economy. The term circular economy has been tossed around in industries which support the sustainability of our future. Could you explain what circular economy means?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So circular economy is basically where you move away from the old style where you buy, use and dispose. Into I, you make the maximum use of everything. So I'll give you an example. Of what I'm doing in the meat industry at the moment. So when you go to a red meat processing plant, you have animals coming. They get uh, slaughtered, right? And then you have lots of waste that come from inside them and from the treatment systems. So you have a liquid stream, which is the water they use for washing operations and everything. And then you have a solid stream, which is the gut contents and the fats and everything, um, and that at the moment just goes to landfill. It's just goodbye. So what are we are doing now, instead of that, we are using those materials to produce recycled water. So we treat the liquid streams to a very high quality for irrigating, um, or even to use back into washing trucks and washing operations on the on the facility the solid contents, we are uh, going through a biodigester process to produce biogas, which is green energy. So we convert the entire uh, waste into valuable products. Whatever is left over from the biodigester, we are converting into fertilizer. So instead of just killing the cows and dumping things in landfill, we are just creating value And the good thing is the reason why it's called circular economy is because this makes money. This is profitable. This ends up into uh, another source of revenue for the factory. So we are implementing that in a couple of abattoirs here in WA, another one in in New South Wales. And there are investors bringing money on board. Let's do it, you know, because it's so obvious. And especially because the crisis in the energy side now, everybody needs gas and everybody needs a reliable source of energy. That can come from their own waste, right? So this is beautiful.
0: Whether we like it or not, climate change is happening and the term recycling has not only become a buzzword, but has become more important than ever. Both Fabiana and Bede view wastewater as not a waste at all. Instead, they see it as a valuable source for economy and for the future of food production.
2: With added pressure of climate change being able to reducing our productivity population growth, global insecurity. These things are needed. The circular economy is needed to maximize efficiency so that we can live you know, a prosperous life that we all want to live in, a, in the world today.
0: As a scientist working within the resource recovery field, I asked Bede if he would drink sewage water. Would you drink sewage water?
2: Well, if it was, if it was clean, and it was gone through the process, I kind of have to say yes. Yeah, you do. I, I have to say I, I, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, give it to me now, no problem at all. Yes. Recognising that I might have this internal, I'd still do it. I, I'd I have to, yeah, I know. You have to yeah, now have to yeah, talking yeah. about all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but there's something biological, it's hardwired into us and that's yeah. that's the challenge, right? Because for millions of years we've been all know our waste is our waste you know somewhere along the line people recognize that that stuff makes you sick and there's been this i'm talking about stuff i don't know but i feel like there's been this evolutionary process where like we're hardwired to not go near it or touch it or anything
0: so, when it comes to recycling our wastewater as a future of drinking water, there's still many opposing opinions around it. Some say they would drink it if it was properly filtered, and some, like Fabiana, are cautious about the risk of drinking it in the long run. But as climate change dries up our dams and decreases our rainfall, WaterCorp are doing a fantastic job in ensuring that Perth has a consistent supply of drinking water but maybe in the future like fabiana says rather than using recycled wastewater as drinkable water source maybe we should be using it for households and industries and hydrating our landscape so would you drink sewage water in for the next 50 to 100 years
2: This episode of Elements was produced by... Crystal Moore. Executive producers are... And... Original music was written by... Gabriel EBS. Elements is brought to you by Particle. To find out more about all the weird and wonderful science happening in Western Australia, visit particle.scitech.org.au or follow us on social media at ParticleWA.